0: news podcast, and
1: uh, I'm Hodge Dallowell, and I'm Mick Pletcher, and uh, this has been a, um, an exceptionally great conference today. Yeah, and this whole week
0: actually, it's uh, it's awesome. And so we we're, we're here to do a uh, a recap, a uh, takeaways, and stuff like that from Microsoft Ignite. And with us once again, we have Michael Bender.
2: Hey, this is. You guys might need to brand your rebrand your podcast if this continues on with uh, me joining your show there. Yeah, Uh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for thanks for having me on again. Yeah, it's been a been a phenomenal week. Just uh, you know, really great sessions. The I thought the uh, conference layout was awesome. The the way they laid everything out. There's always going to be issues. I've been coming to this conference TechNetic night since oh seven this is probably one of the most well done and you could tell that the feedback that we got from everyone yeah was really really followed up on there were so many things that i saw that you know they changed especially last year the whole north south to west thing that's right Fixed that for the most part yeah i ran into something yeah. the other day where i had a meeting and i didn't I didn't put two and two together, that there's a difference between Rosen Plaza and Rosen Center. <laughs> <laughs> and I was 10 minutes early for my meeting in Plaza, but I was oh in no. Center. <laughs> and so I had walked all the way from the podcast area all the way over to Rosen Center to find out I had to walk all the way back over to Plaza.
0: Oh, that's a which good walk.
2: Huh? The, it, was, it was over two kilometers. Oh. And the only reason I know it's kilometers is because my Pokemon opt only speaks <laughs> kilometers.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. So I've heard from a few people too that uh, they really enjoyed everything being in one location. Uh, there were there are a bunch of sessions in the Hyatt, uh, and it was more focused on, you know, specific things like OneDrive and things like that, which is really, really neat. Uh, but yeah, I you know, I spent most of my time here in the West West building. There was a there's the community central, the idea swaps
1: and uh, podcast booths, and you know you name it, it, everything was here, so that's great. I know, um, uh, well, we were walking around together a little bit, and uh, it was amazing how many of the um, vendors around here are now uh, really embracing PowerShell. Yes. Uh, in fact, we got, um, well, we actually have a couple now that actually want to be on our future shows with right. us, and um, that's really encouraging.
0: Yeah, and this morning, there was the, uh, what do they call that, the there was a panel with uh, Jeffrey Snover at the uh, Channel 9 area, Mm -hmm. Uh, Joey Aiello, and and, uh, Hemant, right?
1: Hemant was
0: there, and Jeff Razor.
1: Yes. Right. So what was the takeaway from that? So uh, what I thought was really, really interesting (coughs) about that one was when Jeffrey Snover mentioned about the beginner's PowerShell class here, and he said there was, if I recall correctly, 80 people Yep. That the class could hold and they had one of the record breaking this year. Over three thousand. Thirty more than thirty two hundred. Thirty two hundred, right. Yes. Right.
2: Yeah, they were they were turning away so many people at the door. I, I was lucky enough I uh, I got into that session and then um, Nicholas or no Alexander yeah. mm-hmm. uh grabbed me and he's like, Hey can you help facilitate? So Ooh. I gave up my seat and I helped facilitate a table. But it was it was an amazing session. I was, I, I know they focused it for new PowerShellers, but I think there were a number of people that wanted to be there because the teams, pe- people from the team were there, and Jeffrey ended up showing up there. Did they but do
0: um, like a, um, you know, how to start with PowerShell with the commandlets and things like that, get help and all that fun stuff? Or
2: yeah, that's we on my table. That's how we kind of started out. I, Kay. I. I didn't want to drive the conversation, I wanted but I wanted to help put it forward and we did a cross the board, where's everybody at? Who's new? Who's been doing it for a couple of years? Who's the old schooler? So you could kind of figure out who and who. Yeah. And it was probably one third, one third, one third going yeah. from new have worked with it for a little bit and are, you know, seasoned veterans with it. And we had such rich discussions. It was great. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, one of the one of the things that I really focused on with them is the. um, Sometimes you'll hear some of the people refer to it as the Holy Trinity. Yeah. (laughs) Get dash help. We talked. I think we talked about. We did. Get Uh dash help. Get dash command. And get dash member. And people were like, "Can you go over that again? Can you?" And because people had never learned that. One of the things that we've been talking about, which I think is so important, is that many people on their PowerShell journey, many people have been using PowerShell for years. My journey was even like this as well. Back with Exchange 2007, I did a lot of 2003 to 2007 migrations and when you were in 07, the only way you could work with certificates was with PowerShell. Oh. I had no idea how PowerShell worked. I knew that this thing created certificates but I never knew, I couldn't do anything net new. I couldn't create anything from it. So I think there's a lot of people out there that are seasoned admins that use PowerShell on a regular basis, right. but they don't know how to really use PowerShell. They don't know how it works underneath. They don't know the fundamentals. Right. They simply know how to take somebody else's script or code, right. and like we've been doing for years with scripts, and retool it to whatever they're doing. But if you said, Hey, I need you to create something net new and they're like, I have no idea how to do right. that. So I think mm-hmm. they know
0: how to run the commands but they don't know yeah, yeah. how that all ties them together.
1: And you know one one thing that I find interesting about that is that that I've seen in the past is so many people out here that that do write PowerShell, they think they need to know every commandlet. You don't. No. I mean there are, there are commandlets that I, I've even felt like myself when I'm writing code that man shouldn't I know that? But you know what what's the big deal? That's why number one you have double monitors. you got one to reference, one to write your code. right Absolutely.
0: Right. And uh, so basically this is a, this is good information for Microsoft Ignite that we need more of these uh, beginning type of Powershell uh, sessions.
1: You know, whether they are theater sessions or breakouts, it looks like there's a lot of demand for it. Well, one one interesting thing uh, that I also talked last year with um, uh, Brad was when he was doing the little golf cart thing here. So I I mentioned to Brad last year. I said, so I run the Nashville PowerShell user group. And to be honest, we lose people left and right because the problem is you get one person in here that does SharePoint and you have a SharePoint session. Everybody else that doesn't do SharePoint ain't going to come. Right. They don't care about that.
0: I I think so. (coughs) What they need to do is obviously have these beginner type of sessions for sure. You know, how to get someone, hey, you're new. Let's walk you through this whole thing. And by the end of the, you know, it's going to be a level one, level two, level three. Mm -hmm. And if you follow all three series, by the end of the week, you're going to know how to create a a script and stuff. Then they also need to do is PowerShell for specific products. Like you said, uh, PowerShell for SharePoint. We're going to do these things with, you know, it's all it's going to be all about PowerShell, but for SharePoint or, or for Config Manager or for, you know, something like that. So, people are working with those kind of areas. Hey, I do want to know what's underneath that and how I can automate things.
1: Well, here here's what Brad suggested. He said, because I, I explained to him, I said, so we have these people that just leave. They, aren't, they don't <laughs> care about when we have this other uh, content. He said, split your content up. Have Half your session, beginner, because as you mentioned earlier, a third of uh, people here wanted to learn PowerShell, and I've seen that in our user group. We have a user group. Hey, this is all beginner stuff. Bam, we are. We have a really good turnout. Yeah. Focused, not so good. So what we're planning to do is is we're going to uh, have the first half beginner. Here's learning PowerShell. Then the second half focused yeah
0: i also like your idea um i think you've been uh, either you're doing it or you're going to do is the train the trainer
1: yes and yes.
0: that could be another session like here right like you said um you know mike you said about uh, even the experts don't really know <laughs> and we can do one of one of those things and say let's get
1: to the nitty-gritty and and that, that's one of my um, my future projects that I, I've worked on it a little bit. I've got some of the books started uh, being written, but I'm trying to finish up my uh, uh, Configuration Manager um, PowerShell book first, finish that up and get it published. And then I want to focus on, uh, like you said, training the trainer so that people in different cities can take that book and know how to teach PowerShell to everybody else. Because right. if we can do that, that will really help the community as a whole. Right.
0: Have you heard of any um, any developments in PowerShell this week? Uh, that's uh, you know, there's,
2: a, I mean, you know, the new version of uh, PowerShell cool. uh, Core, um, you know, just lots of great things with that as far as you know, Active Directory modules or modules available. Mm-hmm. Even though it doesn't have everything, it's still a step in the right direction. Yeah, uh, I think ah. there's, I think there's some other ones that are in process but i think that the you know that just growing you know i think we talked about this l- the previous time you know the the azure desired state right. um, those sorts of things um a the i didn't know this that uh, i saw a tweet from thomas rayner he t- tweeted out about the windows admin center w- yes. that shows you the powershell code that's running to do all this stuff in admin center <laughs> yes. i've been saying this since the Active Directory Administrative Center came out that they need to put PowerShell history in everything everything so that you can see that. And this is going to be such a great tool for people to learn how this stuff is working. Yes. And to see, you know, it kind of builds on this concept where what, what people are gonna see is they're gonna realize, oh, when this thing's running this in the GUI, yeah, it's doing a lot of stuff because there's going to be a lot of commands that are being run and right. a lot of code there. Yep. And it helps people to reinforce that concept with PowerShell of its singular task. Right. So when you need to do a scenario, that you're often going to have to do multiple things. Right. But I, th- that's th- that's the coolest thing. So that I did I've a had session out of this on week.
0: Thursday. Uh, t- you know, tools, tips, and tricks, and stuff like that. And uh, I started off with Windows Admin Center, but I didn't know about this, the PowerShell history in, in it because that was just released. So I talked about that, and then I, I talked about the Active Directory um, Admin Center, right? And the reason why I showed that is, like, it, w- it was for PowerShell. Look, I'm going to create an, uh, a user account to the GUI and watch what it does. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it gives you all that stuff, like what it's doing, and then you can grab that and and start making a one-liners and or even, um, you know, full-blown scripts and stuff.
1: Well, you know, um, uh, earlier today I was talking to Yap, and uh, apparently he's going to be uh, traveling around the U.S. here and uh, speaking at some of the PowerShell groups. I mentioned, hey, drop by Nashville. Yeah. We'd love to have you in in our group. Uh, he, He said that he's probably going to be at the Chicago which, uh, once again, I know we mentioned it last time, but it will be opening in um, October 9th. So okay. I'm going to be up there, and we've yeah. got a couple of uh, Microsoft Project uh, Managers that are going to be there. Right. And uh, we're so, I,
0: so I can see, you know, this whole PowerShell thing um, uh, start building into other, other products like Teams as well and, you know. Um Absolutely. Many, many things, you know, OneDrive and whatnot and, you know. Um, if we can see the code, <laughs> we are going to learn it better. Yes. You know, because everybody's trying, like, but it's easier for me to do the GUI, to use the GUI. You know, I can just, ah okay, so now I can use this. This is how it has helped me already. It's done part of the work for me. Now I'll just use use that. I can be,
1: you know, even more cool, you know. <laughs> and, and, and to be honest, I mean, as you know, I mean, I used to be a um, uh, sapien Yes. Uh, MVP, and uh, they don't have that program anymore, but I'm going to tell you, I love Sapien's PowerShell Studio. Okay. And even though it ha- it does cost some money, It uh, you're talking about $400, which you can get a deep discount if you wait till some of the holidays. Oh, right. right. Um, it, w- it is a huge, huge help for people learning. Okay. Well, not learning from scratch, but if you know PowerShell and you really want to advance, because yeah. as you said, it gets you over the hump of having to yeah. do all the the uh, mundane stuff, right?
0: And I was talking on the expo floor, the uh, with the, one of the uh, VS Code experts, and you know, he was showing me some stuff with it, especially with the connection with Git and oh all that yeah. stuff. That is really, really cool. Yeah, Definitely. that's some
2: that's yeah. some good stuff.
0: Yeah, yep. What else you got for us, Mike?
2: I don't know. It was a great week. Uh, yeah. I the Jeffrey and Jason's unplug session was. Awesome. Okay. They did some really cool stuff. The the, that, Jeffrey got a little deep in the weeds, <laughs> which Jeffrey can have a he can mm-hmm. he can do that, but he always lets people know, which is cool. It right. Is you know you know that okay this might blow your mind, and at least he gives you a warning before it happens. When they were talking about implicit remoting and how to use that with PowerShell Core to run your run your commands, even though they're not available in the box, so running your, your oh, commands wow. from a server remotely that has everything on it, thus you don't have to install the tools on everything. Oh. You don't have to have all of the things. So, Even though we don't have all of these commandlets in PowerShell Core now, we can still work with them because they're on the servers that we're working with. We can simply yeah, use those yeah. mm-hmm. as the leverage. and. I was talking with Jason Helmick about this a couple weeks ago. And if you think about it, what was happening every time you got a new version of Windows 10? What were you doing? You were reinstalling RSAT, which had all those modules in it. And that's one of the challenges that we have with a lot of our tools is that every time the tools change, you have to change up the tools. So why not just have here's your environment. You run from your environment. And then the things that you're working with have the tools on them. You use their tools, you leave them there, and you just use them when you want. Yeah. So it's really cool. So that session, I would definitely, that is Check a must out. watch for everybody. Okay, that's there a were, good one. There were so many cool things in there. And, you know, I love Don Jones. <laughs> I, but Jason and Jeffrey have this. Way when they're on stage, the chemistry and yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Don and Jeffrey have a great chemistry as well. Yeah, I've always loved their session. I've always looked forward to it. Jason and Jeffrey just had something for me that when they were playing off of each other, it was just really enjoyable. It was great to watch. It was it was probably one of the best sessions I've seen in a long time. Okay,
1: oh that's a good one. Well, there were there was one thing um, I got pulled off dr- while they're. Um, they were up on stage. I got pulled off for uh, another interview during then, so I wasn't over here the whole time. But uh, there was one thing that I did want to get up and say while they were up there, the fact that Microsoft really does support the user groups. And how do they support it? So if you have 35 or more people that are going to attend, you don't have to have that exact number. Um, All you have to do is have, let's say, meetup.com, and you have 35 people that said they are going to be there. That is enough for a um, Microsoft employee to come speak at your event. Oh,
0: that's a good one.
1: Yes. Okay. Um, we I was at the MVP um, community meet in Chicago when I learned about that. And they said that's when they told me, they said, yeah, as so long as you've got 35 signed up, whether they come or not, we will send somebody down to speak at your user group. And I think that's big.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I did not know that.
0: Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I I've heard of that too. Where I think they provide some, you know, the the, the like a lunch and things like that. If you know, if you hit the well, numbers. there
1: there are. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Subway got added. Right. They now will. There's a discount program with Subway, and of course, there was already a pizza right um, discount. from yeah. Microsoft. So, yeah, I mean, they really do reach out to the com- to the community to try to mm-hmm. uh, support.
0: All right. Yeah, it's been a great week for me. I've been really busy, but it's good busy. Yes. I had a lot of fun, uh, met a lot of people, uh, old and new, and uh, I was able to contribute back um, I uh, just like you guys. Um, and I'm really looking forward to 2019 in November.
1: Oh, mentioning that, yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say, in yeah. November, and uh, they moved it um, back to that, which I'm actually glad. I think that's going to be yeah. much better.
2: I think that'll be really good for... You know, I know when when I was in EDU, that was a big challenge. Yeah, September a horrible time it's to just try to of school year. I stuff. mean, I would be taken off. There were sometimes it was the third week of school, and yeah. it's just really challenging. I hear hear that all the time from from uh, people that that work in EDU, either teaching or if they're. We have a lot of people in the crew that are on right. the the IT staffs, and that is the <laughs> that <laughs> August. And September are the worst months exactly. because mm-hmm. all of the students are coming back and there's so much going on that I think November is a great time frame. And to be quite honest, I would rather be in Orlando in November right. than in I September. Think
0: it's less hotter,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and the hurricane season, too. Right, right. Yep.
2: I mean, that that's what I always wondered. I'm like, do they realize they keep? Scheduling this during <laughs> hurricane season.
1: I know. I remember the big scare last year. Yep. Five days they, uh, oh before. My God, yeah. That they knew that they were, it was definitely going to be held. So yeah. Okay. yeah. So all
0: that. right. So I think we can, We got a good show, and uh, we'll end it here. And uh, definitely reach out to each and every one of us here. Um, um, I am. Um, uh, you know, definitely follow um, all of us on Twitter and uh, follow. You know, um, uh, the PowerShell experts on Twitter as well. And I can be found on
1: Twitter as at Hooch, H-O-O-R-G-E. And I can be found on Twitter at Mick Pletcher. And also we want to say a special thank you to Michael right. here for being uh, on not one but two of our episodes. Right. Here. Awesome.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to be on anytime, whenever, wherever, <laughs> That's what I do. So That's awesome. people want to reach out to me on Twitter, which is the best place. It's just at Michael Bender, and uh, happy to happy to be on here. And uh, thanks, gentlemen, and have have a safe travel home. Yeah, Same safe to you.
0: travels, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.